Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we begin the book of Ezra by reading chapters 1 through 3. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy that he had given through Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout his kingdom. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has appointed me to build him a temple at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Any of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem in Judah to rebuild this temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives in Jerusalem. And may your God be with you wherever this Jewish remnant is found. Let their neighbors contribute toward their expenses by giving them silver and gold, supplies for the journey, and livestock, as well as a voluntary offering for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then God stirred the hearts of the priests and the Levites and the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin to go to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And all their neighbors assisted by giving them articles of silver and gold, supplies for the journey, and livestock. They gave them many valuable gifts in addition to all the voluntary offerings. King Cyrus himself brought out the articles that King Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the Lord's temple in Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his own gods. Cyrus directed Meredith, the treasurer of Persia, to count these items and present them to Sheshbazzar, the leader of the exiles, returning to Judah. This is a list of the items that were returned. Gold basins, 30. Silver basins, 1,000. Silver incense burners, 29. Gold bowls, 30. Silver bowls, 410. Other items, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Sheshbazzar brought all these along when the exiles went from Babylon to Jerusalem. Here is the list of the Jewish exiles of the provinces who returned from their captivity. King Nebuchadnezzar had deported them to Babylon, but now they returned to Jerusalem and the other towns in Judah where they originally lived. Their leaders were Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Sarariah, Realiah, Mordecai, Beshan, Mispar, Bigva, Reham, and Bana. This is the number of the men of Israel who returned from exile, the family of Parash, 2,172. The family of Zephtaliah, 372. The family of Aah, 775. The family of Palath Moab, the descendants of Jeshua and Joab, 2,812. The family of Elam, 1,254. 
The family of Zatu, 945. The family of Zakai, 760. The family of Bani, 642. The family of Bibai, 623. The family of Asgad, 1,222. The family of Adonakim, 666. The family of Bikva, 2,056. The family of Aden, 454. The family of Ater, descendants of Hezekiah, 98. The family of Bizai, 323. The family of Jorah, 112. The family of Hashom, 223. The family of Gibar, 95. The people of Bethlehem, 123. The people of Netophah, 56. The people of Anahoth, 128. The people of Beth Hazamoth, 42. The people of Jerath, Kirath, Jerem, Zephirah, and Beroth, 743. The people of Rama and Geba, 621. The people of Michmash, 122. The people of Bethel and Ai, 223. The citizens of Nebo, 52. The citizens of Machbish, 156. The citizens of West Elam, 1,254, the citizens of Haram, 320, the citizens of Lod, Hadad, and Ono, 725, the citizens of Jericho, 345, the citizens of Sina, 3,630. These are the priests who returned from exile. The family of Jediah, through the line of Jeshua, 973. The family of Emer, 1,052. The family of Pashur, 1,247. The family of Haram, 1017. These are the Levites who returned from exile. The families of Jeshua and Kadamali, descendants of Hodaviah, 74. The singers of the family of Asaph, 128. The gatekeepers of the families of Shalom, Ator, Talmum, Echob, Hatai, Shobai, 139. The descendants of the following temple servants returned from exile. Ziha, Hashfa, Toboth, Keros, Safa, Hedon, Lebanah, Hakabah, Akbub, Hakab, Shalmai, Hanan, Gidel, Gehar, Rialai, Zizan, Nikdoda, Gazum, Uza, Pala, Bisha, Asna, Milam, Nesham, Bakub, Hakaham, Hehar, Bazuth, 
Midali, Herosh, Marcos, Sisarai, Tima, Nizarai, and Haftaha. The descendants of the servants of King Solomon returned from exile. Sotei, Hashavathith, Peridu, Jala, Darkon, Gidel, Shephath, Hatel, Polkoth, Hazarabam, and Amai. In all, the temple servants and the descendants of Solomon's servants numbered 392. Another group returned at this time from the towns of Tel Meal, Tel Harsha, Kerub, Adan, and Emer. However, they couldn't prove that they, that they or their families were descendants of Israel. This group included the families of Deliah, Tobiah, and Nicodal, a total of 652 people. Three families of priests, Hosabai, Hakbaz, Barzaiah, also returned. This Barzali had married a woman who was a descendant of Barzaiah of Gilead and had taken her family name. They searched for their names in the genealogical records, but they were not found, so they were disqualified from serving as priests. The governor told them not to eat the priest's share of food from the sacrifices until a, a priest could consult the Lord about the matter by using the Urim and Thuum, the sacred lots. So a total of 42,360 people returned to Judah, in addition to... 7,337 servants and 200 singers, both men and women. They took with them 736 horses and 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. When they arrived at the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem, some of the family leaders made voluntary offerings toward the rebuilding of God's temple on its original site, and each leader gave as much as he could. The total of their gifts came to 61,000 gold coins, 6,250 pounds of silver, and 100 robes for the priests. So the priests, the Levites, the singers, the gatekeepers, the temple servants, and some of the common people settled in villages near Jerusalem. The rest of the people returned to their own towns throughout Israel. In early autumn, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled in Jerusalem with a unified purpose. Then Jeshua, son of Jehoazadak, joined his fellow priests and Zerubbabel, son of Shetelai, with his family in rebuilding the altar of the God of Israel. They wanted to burn offerings on it, as instructed in the law of Moses, the man of God. Even though the people were afraid of the local residents, they rebuilt the altar at its old site. Then they began to sacrifice burnt offerings on the altar to the Lord each morning and evening. They celebrated the festival of shelters as prescribed in the law, sacrificing the num number of burnt offerings specified for each day of the festival. They also offered the regular burnt offerings and the offerings required for the new moon celebrations and the annual festivals as prescribed by the Lord. 
The people also gave voluntary offerings to the Lord. Fifteen days before the festival of shelters began, the priests had begun to sacrifice burnt offerings to the Lord. This was even before they had started to lay the foundation of the Lord's temple. Then the people hired masons and carpenters and bought cedar logs from the people of Tyre and Sidon, paying them with food, wine, and olive oil. The logs were brought down from the Lebanon mountains and floated along the coast of the Mediterranean Sea to Joppa, for King Cyrus had given permission for this. The construction of the temple of God began in mid-spring during the second year after they arrived in Jerusalem. The workforce was made up of everyone who had returned from exile, including Zerubbabel, son of Sheltalai, Jeshua, son of Jehozadak, and his fellow priests and all the Levites. The Levites, who were twenty years old or older, were put in charge of rebuilding the Lord's temple. The workers at the temple of God were supervised by Jeshua with his sons and relatives, and Kadamelel and his sons, all descendants of Hodavai. They were helped in this task by the Levites of the family of Hedadad. When the builders completed the foundation of the Lord's temple, the priests put on their robes and took their places to blow their trumpets, and the Levites, descendants of Asaph, clashed their cymbals to praise the Lord, just as King David had prescribed. With praise and thanks they sang this song to the Lord. He is so good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. Then all the people gave a great shout, praising the Lord, because the foundation of the Lord's temple had been laid. But many of the older priests, Levites, and other leaders who had seen the first temple wept aloud when they saw the new temple's foundation. The others, however, were shouting for joy. The joyful shouting and weeping mingled together in a loud noise that could be heard far in the distance. And so finally, after all these years, we read here in our text of Ezra that the people are allowed to return home. They'd been in Babylon for so long, but King Cyrus gives them permission that anyone that was willing to return could go to rebuild the temple there in Jerusalem. And as they come to Jerusalem, and as they rebuild, and they lay down the foundation, there was both joy and weeping. Joy because the people had finally been brought back. Joy because they could begin to worship the Lord as prescribed in the law once again. But those old enough to remember wept. They wept because of the destruction that had happened and all the turmoil that they had experienced. But certainly there had to have been a moment of recognition that because of the people's sin, this is why the foundation was now just a foundation. The site was was still completely obliterated from years earlier of the destruction. And so weeping would have taken place. 
And yet the people sing the song there in chapter 3, He is good. His faithful love for Israel endures forever. And seeing sacrifices take place again, and seeing the laying down of the foundation, the people gave praise to God, for they recognized that God was faithful. How exciting it would have been. A mixture of sadness, but anticipation of what was to come. I know that I've experienced those times, and I'm sure that you have as well. How would God bless? That's the question that we can still ask, but we can know today that no matter what, that God is faithful. If only we will serve Him. So, have some excitement today. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. He is always faithful, and His love endures. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.